Hey friends, my name is Ashley Rodriguez, and this is the Boss Barista Roundup, a show where I tackle a topic and ask you, the listeners, to share your stories, insights, and experiences with us. This week, I'm going to ask a personal question. What does it mean to feel unemployable? Over the last few weeks, I've thought about and listed all the jobs I've ever had, and there have been a lot. I've made a few big changes this year in particular, including leaving the job that I've held the longest in my entire career, and if I'm being truthful, I've left almost every job I've had somewhat contentiously, and I wanted to explore that. Why am I always so let down by the jobs I have? Is there something about me that makes me unable to find happiness in most of the roles I've had? I've had these thoughts in my head since my friend and one of my colleagues, Brandon Epting, flat out told me I was unemployable. That's not a term I had ever heard, but it's something that has stuck with me since he said it. In a way, it's become this weird like badge of honor. But it's not a term that I think I totally understand still to this day. Or it's not really even a term that I'm totally meant to understand. Being unemployable doesn't mean you can't hold down a job. But I'm still not 100% sure what I mean when I use the term to describe myself. Even though it feels really accurate. So I called Brandon and I asked him to tell me about that time he called me unemployable. And I have to say, before we start, that Brandon is one of my dearest friends, easily one of the most important people in my life. And I'm sort of thrilled and a little scared to share the kind of conversation I would have with someone that's super close to me. This feels less like an interview, and definitely me bugging my friend about a thing he said once, and sharing stories about our shared lives, and all the stuff that's happened in between. So do you remember the first time you used the word unemployable to me? Do you remember the conversation we had? Yeah, I remember it. Um, It was, I guess it was a few years ago. So you were visiting New York, um, for a handful of reasons. One of them was probably a boy. Um, <laughs> and I think it's the restaurants changed uh, ownership now, but I think it was one of the original like butcher's daughters or Jack's wife, Frida. It was over by the like spring street six train. Um, I remember getting lost trying to find it. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's a dumb area. It's where the grid starts to break down and not be a grid anymore. Um, but yeah, we're sitting there. we posted up at the bar and we're just catching up and I think you'd either left a job um, or it was like you had said earlier today gotten fired over slack which oh my god that expresses so much about our culture and specialty coffee but um, but yeah you were talking about it and I think partially out of out of encouragement um but also what I th- 
frankly believe to be the truth about a few, a, a low number of people, but particularly truthful about you, is this concept of being unemployable. Like we find our situation, we find ourselves in situations where we're really frustrated with our jobs, which I mean, you and I could talk for hours about that, but we're frustrated with our jobs or have a lot of maybe conflict or friction with our um, direct reports or bosses or CEOs or whatever. And it's not necessarily that we're combative people or um, that anybody in the situation is really incompetent, but it's that the way that we think and the way that we work it's maybe more independent. It's maybe on the same level um, as maybe like C-level executives or things like that. I remember when Brandon told me that being unemployable was meant to be a good thing. It was like the world's weirdest compliment. But I see what he means. It's like you want your work, the place where you spend so much of your time and your energy to be this like fulfilling thing. And you care about the work that you do so deeply, but sometimes that feeling of fulfillment never comes. It's usually bogged down by bureaucracy or inadequate leadership. And that care that you want to give to your work sort of has nowhere to go. It feels wasted. It's hard to not take that personally it really it puts us in a position where we're unemployable and and that doesn't mean we can't hold down jobs or that we're fickle or can't commit to things Uh, but i think it means that there's much more of a i hate this word entrepreneurial um Um, (laughs) that's a terrible word you're right it is it is it's terrible word to write and it's terrible i hate talking about it in business because it means such a very specific thing and it often means that that person is a visionary or flighty or non-operational or things like that, Um, like the Elon Musks of the world, I guess. But I I mean unemployable in a different way or entrepreneurial in a different way. Um, Do you remember the first time you heard that word? Yeah, so it was in L.A. back when I actually got to go there frequently, uh, which was a really lovely time. And I was at um, Blacktop when it existed um, over on, um, I think it was 3rd Street in the Arts District. Um, but it was shocked that Tyler Wells opened um, shortly after he shut down Handsome. Um, and it's this beautiful little shop, or was. It's right by a place called Alchemy Works, which um, sells what I like to call like um, pretty things. It's a bunch of stuff that's like really fancy paperweights made out of marble um, that cost hundreds of dollars and all those types of things. Uh, <clears throat> but it was really like it was a clubhouse. It's a coffee shop that Tyler had built, um, and it sort of spilled out onto the sidewalk too. Um, there's such seating out there, and they did some really delicious food. Had some great coffee, um, and I was there one day and talking to Tyler, and he had, he said the word unemployable. Like he realized that he was unemployable. Like he tried working for people or even with people, and he eventually just realized how kind of futile that was for him, and so he struck off. Tyler Wells opened up a few coffee shops in L.A. and has done some coffee consulting. 
If you really want to laugh, you should Google Handsome Coffee Roasters and try to find this one YouTube video they have where they're doing this kind of like 50 style song and dance. It's a little silly. And I imagine someone like Tyler, when he said that to Brandon, the idea of being unemployable was sort of a throwaway statement. It was like an, oh, I can't work for other people, so I must be unemployable. But what excited me about talking to Brandon is that I think being unemployable exists out of that binary of being able to work for others or not being able to work for others. It's not about being able to do one thing or the other, but it's about embracing a sort of sense of self where you trust your instincts and truly and deeply want your workplace to excel and feel sort of downtrodden when it doesn't. It's sort of a funny word that both of us kind of latched onto. And it just, it stuck with me. I think he may have said it sort of off the cuff, but it became a word and to me, then it became a concept and um, really became applicable to me. Um, How so? Well, I was working for a coffee roaster at the time that I thought was making some progress, but um, was also making some really short-sighted decisions. And um, I was learning a lot about myself at the time. I had managed a shop there um, and learned like, oh, I can be a leader, which was like a really foreign concept to me at the time. And uh, so I was learning about that. And then I, I was also, I guess, learning what type of leader I am. I had a, a colleague and dear friend who was a really like authoritative, inspirational, directive leader. And I sort of tried that style, tried to emulate her in that and failed miserably. And then I realized like, oh, that's not the kind of leader I am. I'm, de- I'm definitely a, like more of a servant leader, like come alongside, teach you the thing, let you try it in a safe environment and then like let you do it on your own and um, much more of like a, a discipleship sort of thing. And so I was like in this this time where I was learning that this coffee roaster was growing but still making some short-sighted decisions and I realized that I was seeing the ecosystem, not just my job, not just the, my employees' jobs, but I was seeing the ecosystem of the larger business. And I kept still coming into these positions of frustration and even not just when decisions were ones I disagreed with, even when their decisions were generally ones I agreed with, I still kept feeling like I had this, this friction um, going on. And so the concept of unemployable sort of struck home as a concept where, Oh, maybe that's, like an, an idea to apply to myself. Maybe it's it's not like I need to be the boss necessarily, but maybe independent projects, working on my own, um, sort of spreading out interests, like that sort of thing became, um, oh no, it was a seed at the time. It's It's funny to think about the idea that you and I might both share this quality because I think that you and I are very different. Hmm. And I'm trying to find, but I'm trying to find this like common ground between the two of us, because I think that everything you say about feeling unemployable is something that I have felt in the past too, where like I've worked places where I feel like I couldn't just be quiet. 
like I would see something happening and I'd be like, this isn't how I would do this or I don't think this is right or why isn't so-and-so listening to this person's ideas or that idea? And I think I would leave these places feeling so frustrated um, and I didn't really understand it. I I don't know. This is a little off the cuff. I haven't thought about this, but um, I think the similarity there is you and I value our work based off of the meaning it has for us. Um, we, I mean, we certainly never want to be underpaid, but we're much more willing to be underpaid if we care about the thing. Um, and I think when we, especially, I've been thinking about about the history and where you and I were in, in New York together, um, and even when you were in San Francisco, but we there's a personal piece of the work to us and not just the relational piece not just the employees or the colleagues or any of that but like the work was really meaningful and so we had deep convictions when we saw the larger ecosystem and and i think we railed against the the dissonance i don't know and and so i think that it's something like that that might be where the similarity between us is is not not I don't want to say conviction and I don't want to just limit it to like personal investment but having such a deep understanding and um, deep attachment to the work. I think for a long time I assumed being unemployable meant being brash or pushy or opinionated, which is all things I tend to be at work. But Brandon is a lot gentler than I am. So it struck me as interesting that we both deeply identified with this sense of being unemployable. Where does that come from? That's in a moment when we come back. This episode of the Boss Barista podcast is brought to you by Get You Some Gear. Get You Some Gear redistributes donated coffee gear to baristas and other coffee professionals that hold marginalized identities. If you have any old coffee gear that's collecting dust in a cabinet or you just have extra items, Get You Some Gear will find a new home for them. They're in specially need of the big three, kettles, scales, and range servers. The best way to get in touch is via Instagram at Get You Some Gear, that's G-E-T-C-H-U, some gear, all one word. But if you're maybe Instagram free or don't really like social media, you can also send an email at getyousomegear at gmail.com. Welcome back to the roundup. We left this conversation with my dear friend, Brandon. He also works in the coffee industry, reflecting on our similarities and differences and how we both share this deep connection to feeling unemployable. I still haven't quite found the right way to describe unemployable, but one way I thought about it was this funny itch you feel at work when something isn't quite right and you want to speak out or fix it or do anything. One of the first pieces I ever wrote for my newsletter, it's also called Boss Barista, was about being unemployable. And I was kind of caught off guard with how many people resonated with that sentiment. Especially since, like I just said, I'm not totally sure I have a definition for that word. Being unemployable is sort of tricky to define. And one of the reasons I wanted to get Brandon on the phone was to break it down and perhaps try a few definitions on him. 
a few feelings I had about the word and its role in my life. When I think about myself, when I get frustrated in these situations, it's because I can't let go. And maybe that's a fault of mine, but like I see something happening or I put work into something and part of me is in that no matter what. So when I see it go in a direction that I think is wrong, or if I see it failing, knowing that I could have saved it, I'm like, what, what? No, like I can't, I can't let this happen. Like, um, I think one of the, one of the places you've seen me fail, especially, um, was a, a coffee shop that I was managing in 2013. And I felt like I would have these ideas and nobody was listening to me at all. In fact, I was like actively antagonized there. And again, you saw a lot of that. And I remember when you said unemployable, that, that that's the place I thought of initially was that place that I worked in 2013 and thinking about like, I really, I really wanted to do a good job. Like I wanted this to work. And the fact that everything that I'm doing seems to be in opposition to everything you're doing, it, it feels like we don't have the same goals, even though we kind of do. So like, how do we, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Does it ever hurt to think about this, that like you might be unemployable? Because when you sold it to me, you sold it to me as a good thing. And at first I was like, how dare you? Yeah, no, I, um, I, I haven't, it hasn't hurt me. I think I was just sitting there sort of in silence as, because I was thinking about the detachment that I've had to learn over the past few years when I've been an employee. Like currently, I know I know where I could could go if I devoted me, if I devoted Brandon to my current job. Um, I'd get really attached, I'd get really convicted about things, but like I report to the CEO who reports to the board and I have to go in front of the board and I have to detach because it's not my project. I'm responsible for whether it succeeds or fails. And I get to be the person who's like, I'm essentially, as telling one of my employees, I'm essentially paid to think for solutions and then be the person who's fired if it fails. Like that's kind of my role right now as a director. And, um, and I had just had to learn detachment, um, not just the personal piece of it, but somebody else is going to take the data that I have and make the decision based off of where they want their restaurant group portfolio to go. Um, and, and so, I don't know, I mentioned that because I was thinking back to this time period that you're referencing and the unemployable concept hurt then because I cared so much about the projects I was working on and the business I was helping build. But when I left that and became a consultant or worked on my own independent projects, um, or when I do that now, the unemployable thing, it's, it's a saving grace. It, it makes me feel like ownership over the project in a really confident way. And I get to not just steer the ship cause that sounds so controlling, but I get to like plot the course and the navigation and see the storm coming up and how am I going to confront that storm or go around it or even pause the project right now and so that that can pass and then I can keep going. But now that I'm employable or an employee, I've had to 
flip the switch of detachment to a certain degree. And, um, I mean, honestly, like it hurts a little bit, I guess, but I'm, I'm really pumped about that. Having learned that skill set. Um, yeah. Which I think when I go back to my own projects and some things that I'm planning for 2020, I can go in even more well-equipped to to sort of run my own initiatives. Does that make sense? Does that sound dumb? I don't know. I don't know which. No. No. That totally made sense. Uh, but something that I think that's not to be ignored is that when I wrote this article about being unemployable, a lot of people responded to me. Mm. Seeing that language like, hi, my name is Ashley and I'm unemployable really resonated with people. And I wonder why you think that is. Why I think that is? Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm going to guess that it has something to do with generally feeling like a failure, um, especially in business um, where where the stakes are a little bit more um, sterile, I guess. The, like if we look at the economic or financial components of it or the growth or the profit or, or however you want to talk about it, if you aren't on the same page as that in your company, then you can feel like a failure or like whatever tension is there is because you're inadequate or that you have a different and wrong type of view. Like I feel like that's probably part of it. And so to hear that, Hey, that's not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily that you're incompetent or bad at your job or that your convictions and morals and goals are wrong, but it might be that like you actually have a ton of potential that you just haven't been able to build that muscle yet. Um, I, I imagine that's a decent chunk of why and the type of people that it resonated with. I think you're right. I think there's a component to being unemployable where you've worked so many jobs and a boss hasn't listened to you or you really do want the best for the business. And because especially in the coffee industry, we're so bad at training leaders. Um, a lot of leaders don't really know what to do with that kind of information. So instead of taking constructive feedback or listening to employees, we admonish employees for speaking their minds or having a different opinion. And then the employees are the ones who are made to feel like it's their fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's interesting. I'm also thinking sort of about our culture and what we grew up in. Um, and especially, I guess, maybe in the next generation, which is starting to outpace us. But the sort of like um, everybody gets a trophy concept, we haven't necessarily been primed to experience failure as as kids i think you and i are probably right on the cusp of, of that kind of thing um and and that's hard like i i if you're if you don't get to practice failing and it being okay or being inadequate or having weaknesses and it's being okay then when you get into the business world as an adult like it can be crippling and 
um, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about that. Like, um, do you mean it from the perspective of like a business owner or a leader, like somebody who's kind of driving, driving the engine and making decisions? Because I think that you're, if we're thinking about it in that light, I think you're right as a leader or as someone who's managed people before, like I had no idea what it was like to fail as a manager and failing as a manager was hard until I learned that I was. And then I had to go backwards and be like, wait, what am I doing that's causing this to happen? And then I really had to think critically about like, how do I manage people? How do I lead? And how do I listen to the people around me? And not to say that I'm a good manager by any means, but I definitely got a lot better. Um, and you're right. It's because I couldn't, I couldn't understand how to fail. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do mean it from that perspective. Um, yeah. You get put in a position of responsibility because you're good at, I don't know, making coffee. So you get upgraded or promoted to a manager, for instance, that's not the same skill set, <laughs> not necessarily. And so you get put in that position of responsibility and sort of like, now you got to deal with P&Ls and COGS and PARs and all these acronyms that you might not know about. And um, I mean, how do you deal with that stuff alone? And then you toss in the relational aspect of managing a team and cultivating their strengths and um, encouraging them and hiring people, especially in the hospitality industry, who have like servant um, hearts rather than just warm bodies who can run a register. And so you're you're thrown into all of these things and you're absolutely going to fail. It doesn't matter how competent you are. Um, you're absolutely going to have points of failure and learning how to cope with that. It's not. It's just not something that our culture really does anymore. Um, so it can be really jarring and I think make you feel inadequate and um, it may just be you haven't been equipped by your company or your leaders to deal with those things. Um, it could mean, hey, actually that's not the job for you and that is okay. Um, or it could be this other thing, like maybe you're unemployable. Maybe working under somebody else's vision is just not your MO. That was a conversation between me and one of my dear friends, Brandon Epting, the person who had the audacity and the love and the care to call me unemployable. I wrote about being unemployable for my newsletter. It's also called Boss Barista. And you can read that article at bossbarista.substack.com. I desperately want to hear your stories about being unemployable. I'm still grappling with how to define it. Please send me a voice memo if that's a word that resonates with you in some way. Find the voice recorder app on your phone, share a story, and send it to me at bossbaristapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Roundup. We'll see you next week. Thank you.